Hi there, my name is Michael White. And my name is Anthea Morfetis. For those of you who don't know us, I am a public speaker and I also do one-on-one coaching. And myself, I'm an author and a mindset coach. We're here today to bring you guys our podcast, which we enjoy very much called Love and Relationship Conversations. Um, We've decided to partner up together to educate people on how to have a relationship with themselves, how to have a relationship with others and get the relationships that they deserve and desire. And how we go about doing that is creating content for you guys that you will enjoy. And we're completely passionate about what we're doing we love what we do because of our own experiences in life and myself and Michael have known each other for a a good seven years and we've had many conversations about relationships and hence why Love and Relationship podcast was born and we welcome you to this podcast and we hope you completely enjoy. Michael White and my co-host. Oh sorry. (laughs) Ah, it's okay. That, makes it that was a good start, wasn't it? Makes it fun. <laughs> is here. <laughs> Sorry, um, Michael. No, no, that would that, that just makes it more organic. Um, we're <laughs> we're back, guys, um, with another interesting topic. Um, you know, again, before we start, um, we really appreciate those that like, share, and subscribe because, guys, it's free to do, right? Like, if you rock with what we're talking about and it resonates with you. Um, You know, we don't ask for much. We ask you to click a like button, which takes two seconds or share the video, um, whatever you feel comfortable with um, that allows us to flourish and grow and actually get more of our content out there, Um, which I think is important. I think there is a space for content like ours. And the thing is, some of the things we say, we're not talking about all women and all men, but we're looking at the majority. Right. So, um Go ahead, Anthony. I'm sure there's something you wanted to say. Yeah, I was just going to say, look, we're just here to help you have a better relationship, better life, better overall, right, Michael? It's all about just kind of tapping into that side of it. And anything we can do to help, as we say, you know, we're here to express to actually, me and uh, Michael just have a discussion about reality and faith. And um, and I think this is a subject we could actually tap into, Michael. We can. I'll write it down on the list for sure. Yeah, because um, uh, there's a we were saying there's a fine line between things, is. and um, yeah, well, there's interesting points to to speak about. What I also want to say though, before we start our promo video, is I, I've heard the thing come up a lot, not in our space, but just in general of how can somebody give relationship advice or coaching advice when they're not married or have a successful relationship. And I'm going to answer that question right now and nip it in the butt is it's more of a sense of you learn from their experiences of what to do and what not to do. Mm -hmm. Right. Because myself, I am looking for a relationship. I'd like to be in one. Right. So I have to study relationship dynamics. I have books here. I've showed them in the videos and stuff like that. Understanding masculine, feminine boundaries, all those things. I have to study that stuff. So I'm not saying it makes me an expert, but what I am saying is that people will say, well, hey, why should you take advice from someone that's single? You also have to look at it, too, is number one, what do they study? And number and B is, are they trying to get into a relationship at some point in their life? So I think it's very wise to take advice from a single person, number one, that you respect, 
Mm. And number two, isn't going to give you advice that's going to derail you from your plan. And number three, give you the resources and tools to um, get in a relationship uh, healthily and effectively. A single person can do that, but it depends because if they're just sleeping around, then no, I wouldn't take advice from them. But if it's like a genuine person that has the books, the resources, and would like to get into a relationship at some point in time, then I would totally be like, okay, what did you learn from this relationship? And what did you not learn? And how do you, you know, go forward to be better? Yeah, and I think that's a really good point you just made there, Michael. Single or not single, I think it's the it's the person the, themselves that you're looking at. You're not looking at whether they're single or not. It's, uh, you know, are they congruent? Are they like, are they trying to be the best version of themselves? Are they into personal development? Are they learning about relationships? And just because we haven't had a win like we've like i can say i've had successful relationships it's not that they haven't been a success while i've been in them it's they've come to an end but that means that i've got like i know that i can really point out what does not work which means i know what does work because where there's one end of the stick of what you what you know you don't want there's the other end of the stick where you know what you do want so we can break that down and say okay this is through this relationship this is what happened and by acting this way or by being that way or or whatever it is within that that time that um time and space then we can break down to say that didn't work but this when i done this it did work so we can really harness in on the things that work and the things that don't work because we've been there we've totally been there and it's we've been it's not just with one person so there's experiences which i think are really um beneficial like having experiences with different people because yes you could have a married person but they've been married to one person so that one person could have the characteristics and ways that not saying or they could that. be miserable in their marriage. So that's what I mean. And then, you know, so it's really looking at that person and their lifestyle and who and who they are and what they're about is, I think, the main point. I think it's just about intent. Like, is there intent to help you or harm you? That's yes, absolutely. Oh, goodness. Yeah, absolutely. No. And most people subconsciously will guide you in the wrong direction because of just because it's a subconscious thing. They don't even know well, they're doing it, but they just think mm -hmm. that yeah just move on or you know well, i, I think know. with all the tools that we provide when it comes to therapy um content paid content you know what i mean we're, we're really focused on giving the audience value to make better decisions when it comes to dating so i'm gonna play the promo video because i know you guys are itching to hear what we have to say about compromising because you've all been there i've been there um and I've we're actually there. gonna jump into today's topic So guys, let's talk about it. Compromising. Are you compromising too much in a relationship or have you compromised in a relationship too much? It could go either or. Um, so I guess what we'll do is we will start with Anthea and I will ask her a question. Have you compromised in a relationship? Oh, I have. Yes. I've compromised my happiness, actually. I've compromised my happiness um, in a relationship just because I think, how can I say? So I've compromised me being happy to please another person. 
Okay. Well, let's break that down. What are your four things now that you would never compromise on? Your four, four to five at least. Well, I definitely wouldn't compromise my happiness. If I'm not feeling it and I'm not in it and I'm feeling and I'm thinking to myself is not matching what I want, I'm out. Like I'm not going to stick around. I'm not going to entertain. I'm not going to put my time and energy into something that I know is not for me. Once, you know what? There's, I want to go into that, just that point there, because I've been in a relationship where I knew that it wasn't going to work, but I'd done it anyway because it came my way. And I thought, oh, you know, it's come my way. It must be for me. So I've compromised my values. Well, what are your other not- four? Like you said, you won't compromise on happiness. So what are your other four? That so you I won't do? compromise on somebody being rude towards me. If somebody's swearing and angry, um, then there's no way I'm having that in my relationship. It's not happening. Um, doesn't support my journey. Okay. Um, and if you're emotionally unavailable, you're not going to be emotionally involved with me, then I'm not compromising myself on that. Like, it's not. It's a no, it's a no deal for me. Okay, so those are your non-negotiables. Like, if those well, yeah. are not met, you're like, I am out. Yeah, I mean, it's probably it's probably a bit deeper than that because I well, just there's subcategories of... for sure, but like those yeah. are the top, like yeah, it's um, yeah, definitely. I'm trying to think of it as you speak. There's probably going to be it's going to start. My mind's going to open up a bit more to what's well, to what I, else I'm, is happening. <laughs> well, again, I'm going to talk about my four to five, and then we'll we'll get into it. So I won't. I've compromised, and again, I'm saying this wholeheartedly. I've compromised on someone that doesn't believe in God when I do. So that's number one. They got to believe in God or have some type of faith-based foundation. If they don't, I can't, I can't date you. You know what I mean? A couple for me, a couple that prays together, stays together, um, or at least does something like together on a spiritual level. Number two, they care about their health. I can't date someone that does not take care of their body. Um, because it's very important for me for longevity for both of us. So if longevity is not like on your to-do list, then the odds of us probably having a successful relationship are um, not going to happen. Number three, um, the person has to be open to correction, right? I can't date someone that always has this passionate need to be right. I can't do it. It's like, no, we all make mistakes. We all, you know, you have to be open to correction. When I tell you something, don't argue with me. Um, you know, I'm telling you it for a reason. Now, can you have your opinions on it? Yes, but I don't want you to argue with me about it. Um, because again, it's just, I'm just like, if I'm telling you like, hey, like, I don't like what you did. Don't argue with me and say, well, blah. like, no, I'm telling you, listen. Um, and then I would say number four, is I need to be with somebody that has hobbies and passions. I don't want to deal with somebody that just goes to work, comes home, goes to work, comes home, repeats the same cycle, and has no outside passions or hobbies. I can't do it. I'm a very passionate man. I'm very hot. I'm passionate about multiple things. Um, And, you know, so for me, if you're not passionate about stuff and you just want to work, you're nine to five, not that there's anything wrong with that, then I'm probably not the guy for you. Um, and then I would say um, my my fifth one, which I would say is very important, is if I'm going to consider you as a partner, 
Um, I need someone that is emotionally available slash affectionate. I don't want to have to deal with somebody that has remnants of the past. Um, you know, like I'm not saying that like no one's perfect, but what I am saying is I can't deal with somebody that had like been cheated on or something like that and hasn't resolved their issues, mm. or hasn't resolved any of their because then it bleeds into the relationship, right? Like, let's say someone has trust issues that bleeds into the relationship. You know, if she's like, oh, you haven't answered my text, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like studying, I'm working out or something like that. And then her mind starts to run like, oh, maybe he's with another woman or something. I can't do it. That's emotionally taxing for me. Yeah, you've just touched on some amazing points there, uh, Michael. Um, some really quite deep points as well. And I think, you know, the biggest one that really stood out for me was to say that um, what you just said about someone believing in God and having the faith, it's like, I believe in the universe and, you know, the law of attraction, but I also believe it's not the law of, to, to me, that is, that's a God force. It's mm. an energy. So if somebody can't, you said, it's like, what did you, how did you say it? If people that pray together, stay together. Stay together yeah. Do you know what? I've never heard that. I think that's amazing. And somebody has suggested to me the other day and I thought, cool, it just really resonated with what you just said. They said, um, you want to get close with your partner, meditate with them. And I thought, yeah, that's what I mean. Like true, some right? form of like, you know what I mean? And um, yeah. I, and that was actually Gina that we had on the show last week. And she said like meditation yeah. because I meditate in general. So having someone who's open to being able to meditate because that's been able to show up as yourself because like something like um, praying or meditation, if somebody's not into that, they're just not going to support that. They're going to, you know, I've had it where people going, that's just weird. Like, what are you doing? It's like, well, well, let, I don't well, need to well, explain myself. Into, well, let's get into it then, because I'm not going to lie to you guys. I've dated people and compromised on those things. Yeah, me And too. the relationships failed, guys. Like, yes. I dated women that did not believe in God. It failed. It yes. failed miserably. Yes, because there was no strong foundation. I've dated yeah. women where they were not passionate. They literally wanted to do a nine to five, come home. We have our date nights and that's it. And I'm like, the conversations were bland, man. Like they were boring. Like, it's like this yes. person has no zest, no zeal. And I do. So it, it, it just, it didn't work. And you're so on point there because it does not work. Like I dated somebody who had no passion for anything in life and wanted to um, wanted to jump on everything that I was doing. And I was it, it just didn't it did not work because at the end of the day, I created this and not that you can't do that and work along like having a partnership is is, you know, is big because you're partnering up together and you're working together. So maybe I would help him or he would help me. But if somebody hasn't got nothing going and they don't want to actually do anything in their life, like you had stated, we're very passionate people. We wouldn't be doing this if we weren't. We love to create. We love to um, put content out there, create content. Like for me, I write books. I write eBooks. Um, there's, you know, I've created so many courses over the past couple of years. So I'm very creative in that sense and love putting content. So somebody who doesn't have nothing like that, and like you said, and there's nothing wrong with the nine to five because nine to five is, is a way of living at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And some people are more than happy with that. But like you said, 
for me, somebody comes along and that's all they want to do and come home from work because they've had this nine to five all day. They've been up and done the same thing and come to like six, seven o'clock, they come home and all they want to do is lie on the sofa and watch TV. That's a no-go for me. It's like absolutely no-go. I, I refuse to live my life like that and I will not compromise on that at all. See, I think what we also need to ask though, and we'll get into the subcategories as well, guys, is why did we compromise on these things? Because uh, we didn't know any be better. I think at that I, point in life, you just, you don't realize you, you're not, I think um, that's where experience comes into things because unless you've been there, how do you know what you don't want and why, and then unless you can look back at these things and really break it down, how do you know what went wrong in the first place? Because otherwise, if you're not looking at it and you're not breaking it down, you repeat the same things. But if you can, like you said about healing, I think that's part of a healing process, right? I would say a little bit because I can actually own my stuff and say that a lot of it came from ignorance. I knew that they weren't for me, but I didn't care because of how attractive they were. And that's the thing that I overlooked. I said, well, it's fine. It'll work itself out. Because the thing is, I didn't want to lose them. That's mm. the thing, right? So mm. I had this mentality of, well, I know we're not going to work out, but I don't want to lose them. And even when I was in it, I didn't want to lose them because, number one, the sex was great. And again, I'm going to openly say that. Um, but I knew it wasn't going to work. Mm. But it was that lack of acknowledgement <clears throat> and that lack of ignorance that ended up just breaking both of our hearts anyways. Yeah, and it, and that's the thing, isn't it? Because you know deep in your heart, you just know it's not, there's so many things that um, that pop up. And I think the way you know is when it gets, when you, get annoyed with things that they do because if you're in a healthy relationship and you're meeting you've got that um the uh, the platform to build from and you're working from the same values and you want the same things and you everything matches everything aligns with what you not everything but most of the stuff that you're looking for you both want the same things then you're not going to be nitpicking at things i agree so when you're saying I need you to be different in order for me to love you, then you're not accepting them for who they are. And it's not going to work because the fact that you need them to be different is how can you expect somebody to be different when that's who they are? Accept them as they are and be with them or accept them as they are and walk and away because it's not for you. Stop entertaining it. And we have been there. We have entertained it. Absolutely. And like you said, it is the ignorance of the sex being good or the com or not even conversations. Or I know one of my things was um, I remember in a relationship where we would we like the same um, comedian. So we'd put this comedian on and we would watch him all the time and be laughing, laughing, laughing. And I would confuse that with getting on with this person. Well, actually, whether um, I realized one day he wasn't there and I put on, it was at least Lee Evans and I put on Lee Evans and I was literally on the floor crying with laughter with nobody there. So it, it didn't matter that it, it was nothing to do with him. But I related them together to say, oh, because we both like this and because we laugh and we have fun. But no, I was having fun by myself anyway. So I didn't actually, 
that wasn't a reason to stick around, you know, but I would find reasons, say, oh, well, the sex is good, or we watch mm -hmm. this, or, or, you know, we do get on, but actually we don't have a connection. We don't hold the same values, but yet you stick around. And this is what I really want to put out there, like to don't compromise in these things. You know when you know, right? You know it's not right for you. Walk. Well, again, I, I want us to go into a truth space here. So what we're going to do is we're going to enter in, uh, as I like to call it, the, um, the, you know, the royal chambers, um, right? So the royal chambers, we don't lie here, right? It's the, it's the, it's the kingdom. It's like, you know, in like a, in a court, in a royal court, we don't lie <laughs> here. It. So what happens is we're going to enter the kingdom. And it's, it's exactly what she said. The worst lies are not the ones that other people tell, tell to you. It's the ones you tell to yourself. Mm. Yes, Michael, it is the worst. We get you so mad that other people lie to us when it's the lies that you tell to yourself that are the worst, man. And that's yeah. true from the royal kingdom right then and there, man. Like, you need to be honest with yourself. You need to feel comfortable. Um, because everyone's going to be different, right? Um, and everyone's going to have their five standards of what they're, what they want and what they don't want and what their expectations are, or what they're not willing to compromise on. If you love yourself, why would you compromise? And that's the thing. Clearly, if you're compromising on things, you don't love yourself. Now, with that being said, there are subcategories. And what I mean is there's certain things that you can be like, ah, you know what? I can let that go. It's not that big of a deal. So what I mean is, and I will throw an example out there. Um, let's say you're dealing with a girl and you go to the gym five days a week and she only goes three. You can compromise. That's not a big deal. You know what I mean? Like, that's not a big deal. Let's say you are a heavy traveler and she only wants to travel like once or twice a year. That's not a big deal. She has that traveling spirit, just not as heavy as yours, because maybe she's doing something else that requires her to stay here locally. You see what I'm saying? So it, every situation is going to be situational. So that's what I'm saying. There are subcategories which are like, you know what? Yo, that's not as big as deal. Like me, for example, man, I love going to lounges. I don't like clubs. But I like lounges where I can hear the people speak. We can chill. You know, I go to pubs sometimes with my boys. I haven't, obviously, in a while. But I like those places. But if I was dating, I don't like pubs. Okay, we won't go to pubs. But it's not a deal breaker. I'll only yeah. go to pubs then with my guy friends. And then with my dates, we'll go out to other places. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. There's subcategories under it. Where you're like, okay, you know, it, it, it's not breaking the camel's back. Where it's like a big deal for you where you're going to freak out. Yeah, and I think, again, it's an overall thing you're looking at, isn't it? It's like you said, the subcategories comes in because if um, A, B, C, D and E is all aligned mm -hmm. and then you've got a, something like you just said, you know, uh, you like to go to lounges and yeah. they want they don't want to go to uh, they maybe they want to go to a, uh, to go and chill out in the lounge but they also want to go to a club once every yeah. six months it's like okay let's go to a club together once every six months whatever it's not it's not going to make it it's not going to change your relationship it's not no. going to make 
a huge difference to where you're going at the end of the day. And I think that's what you've got to really look at. But let's say, um, let's go a bit more into the deeper side and you don't, you're a person who likes to um, communicate and speak about things and your partner just wants you go to tell them something and the way they communicate is by screaming and shouting and effing and blinding to me that's a big thing because if that's if that's happening every single day of your life then that's draining because oh, then that's somebody. part of your top five which you would never compromise on absolutely your categories you might compromise on something that's not like a big deal right so like let's yeah. say for example you dated a guy and let's say for example like he didn't always dress the nicest you might be like okay you know as long as he doesn't look like a bum yes. i'm okay with that you see what i'm saying like you might let that slide mm. you know if he shows up in jeans and a t-shirt you might be like cool like once in a while he'll break out the suit but you know what? It's quite funny. It's quite funny to use that example because I know someone who's quite close to me who, when she met her her husband now, um, but at the time they weren't obviously they just met. But when they decided they're going to be together, the first thing she said is, "You're changing your your you're changing your style. I am going to I'm literally going to style you," and um, because they they met so many of their needs and wants and desires together and they were aligned with what they wanted. He had no problem. So they went out shopping and he, she yeah, literally he, bought him a whole new wardrobe and he dresses until this day. And it's been like about eight years or nine years now. And still he dresses to how um, he's actually conformed to that and loves the way he dresses now. Um, mm -hmm. But she just wasn't having it. She was like, no, if you're, we're going to be together, I'm sorry, but this is what's going to happen. And he was like, okay, and I think because when you when you truly are in the right relationship and you actually know that you you know, you feel you everything aligns within you. You have a no level thing, of certainty. Yeah, you have a level of certainty. You you will do things like that, and it's not a big deal. Yeah, you won't mind stepping out of certain Your comfort spaces. Zone. Yes, with that individual. Yes, um, but, because but you it, feel certain. Yes, and but if it was somebody who you wasn't going, you wasn't certain about, and there was a lot of things that you just thought, mm, I don't know, like I don't like this or I don't like that. This doesn't work for me. That doesn't work for me. Whatever it is, and then somebody was to suggest that they'll probably put their back up, like literally their back will go up, and then they won't do that. Um. Well, we've always and, said it on the podcast that when a girl really likes a guy, she'll break certain rules for that guy. But for yes. the super nice guy, she'll enforce her rules. Yes. We've always said that on the podcast. Yes. So true. But it's we're so true. overall telling you, no matter a Chad or a Tyrone, a nice guy or not, don't break your rules for anybody, especially your top five. You need to understand what your are, and then understand your subcategories so your main ones and your sub ones so yeah. you know obviously my list is is longer for the um, main ones because obviously including all the ones that i gave earlier i would include i need a woman that's feminine submissive agreeable um you know what i mean i would include all those things so my list is probably like almost 10 things but i'm saying whatever your let's say top five to ten things are 
you're not you're not willing to compromise. Like I will not deal with a woman that's rude and crass. I won't do it. And I won't if, deal with a man if, who's rude and crass. Yeah, no if way. you are not I'll like feminine a hundred percent all the time, I can't deal with you. Because think about it. If you're not feminine, what are you? You're masculine. I'm masculine. We're gonna butt heads. It's mm. not working. Mm. It was interesting on um when we done the nine signs that a relationship's not gonna work um, mm -hmm. on Monday. And it was very interesting to hear Stefan say that even in a relationship where you've uh, two women, two men, um, there's always gonna be that balance. There's gonna be one who's more feminine and one who's more masculine. Um, and I found that really interesting. And I, and I thought about it after and I thought it's so true there's always gonna you need that balance for it to work it doesn't matter what you gender and how each it, other that's how yes. it is it's like yes serious. yes 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 and I, yeah that's really that was a really good point that he made um so you're you know what you're saying you need somebody who's feminine all absolutely. the time yeah absolutely because you start stepping into that masculine role like you said it's going to start biting heads and i think that's with anything with any relationship um and that's the same for me. If my man's not being masculine and he's showing uh, a feminine side, like starts fifty percent of the time, then obviously it, we're not going. It's not going to work. Well, let's well let's have a little bit of correction on that. He's masculine all the time, but he knows when to be what. Like, and again, we've said yeah. it on the podcast. Like, yeah. if you're crying, yeah. he's not going to be like, "Yo, stop your crying." You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's going to come to exactly. you with compassion. <laughs> Yeah, he's yeah. going to come to you with compassion in that moment. Yes. Yes, yes, So yes. that's what I'm saying. Like, he's not being feminine, but he knows how to be compassionate. Because, yes. again, when you look at um, any movie role, and, again, I'll use, I guess, one of my favorite is, is the movie Troy um, with Brad Pitt. It's one of my favorite movies. Very masculine man, but he knew when to be compassionate because he had a sidekick that worked for him, that was beside him, that he was very compassionate towards. He cared about him. And then when he died in the movie, he was like, okay, I need to go find the guy that killed him. So that's what I'm trying to say is it, it's it, it's masculine all the time, but it's like knowing when to be what. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, I totally agree with that. So absolutely. What I want to ask Anthea, because again, I know sometimes there's women, a lot of times there's women watching us, why do women compromise too much in a relationship? Because they're scared. They're exactly what we said earlier on. They're scared they're going to lose the person. They don't want to be by themselves. They're scared they're not going to find somebody else. So, so it's they, like emotional. It's all emotional. It's all very, yeah. And they can't see themselves. They, it's like, let's say somebody's been with someone for a long time. They can't, and they can't see themselves. Well, how would I even find anybody else? How would that even work? They can't see past where they are. So for that reason, they'd rather stay where they are and live like kind of most, a lot of the time internally misery, like they are, they're unhappy. They stay unhappy within themselves just because they don't want to be by themselves. So rather than, and, and I think unless you can, unless you can experience what life is like by yourself, you don't, you can't, you don't really find yourself and learn because you so have you're saying to it's easier for them to compromise than be alone. Absolutely. And that's, I think that's exactly what it comes down to, Michael. It literally is that they find it easier to stay with 
in a relationship that's not working, that doesn't meet any of their needs, wants and desires, rather than being alone and having to work it out by themselves because the man is a man. And, you know, it, I know if you've got a man around as a woman, I often feel safe around a guy. If he's, you know, a masculine man, I feel safe around them. So you take that away then, and somebody's used to having a, that masculine side of that person around and they feel safe as well. You take that, then they don't feel safe no more. And they probably are sort of frightened that, um, what, you know, that feeling of feeling unsafe or unsecure. Mm -hmm. And they don't know how to be secure within just themselves without having this person around. So they just stick it through and they find every excuse, every reason to say why they're still there because of this, because of that, because, you know, there's kids involved or we've been together for a long time or, um, you know, what will I do if he's not around? Or there's all these things that, be, that are said, but actually, you really truly ask yourself, am I truly happy? And the answer is no, then do what you can to make it, to make yourself happy because no one else can make you happy, but, it, but you do have to have somebody who enhances your happiness. And if they're not enhancing your happiness and you feel really unhappy, then there's, there's a big problem. And it's not for you to live your life like that for the rest of your life because of being frightened. And I always say we were born alone and we leave this planet alone. So there's no, there's nothing to be scared of in between. There just isn't. Like, I, you know, there's obviously you've got the, the side of it, Michael, where, what's the word, where, you've got the thing of being able, if, as a woman, if you're too much by yourself, you can become independent. Too, too independent and you don't know how to let in another because you've done so much for yourself for so long. But at the same time, I don't think you should worry about things like that because when the right man comes along, you're going to naturally fall into that feminine side. It's going to naturally be like you feel, I don't know, like when you've got a good man around and he meets all your wants, needs and desires and you meet his wants, needs and desires and you come together, you naturally, all of that worry goes because you just become the feminine side of you. you I just, love that you said that because that's exactly what the reader yesterday from the, from the message that I read exactly said when she saw the person that she wanted, they weren't married at the time, but she was like, I want him to marry me. I have to be in my feminine a hundred percent. I want him to think I'm the best girl in the world. I want him to think X, Y, Z about me. Mm. So she was a hundred percent in her feminine, not that she was ever masculine, but even with, even before him, she was always feminine. Mm. But, but you naturally become more. more. Yes. Because when she saw him, she was like, I need to be able to meet whatever it is he yes. needs. And you kind of have that feeling of like looking up at them, like you're my hero. Like you're exactly. my everything. Exactly. You know? And it's the same thing with a man. Like a man should want to be masculine without his woman. He should just flat out be that. Mm. But when he gets the woman, it, it evolves into hyper masculinity because now he has something to protect. Now he has something to cultivate. Now he has like a family to grow and, you know, all those things. So yes. now it becomes hyper. Now he's like, I really got to move the money train. I really got to do this. I really got to do this because 
again, he has that woman um, in his life. Um, which that he wants to be there for and provide yeah, that for, he wants right? to be there for, that he wants to provide, protect, and do those things for. So now it, it goes into hyperdrive. Yes. And that becomes, a, and that's natural, isn't it? It's just natural. It, it happens naturally. So I think all the worrying that women do and, and the scared and that fear and all those those thoughts of, you know, being so frightened of, are they going to make it by themselves? Of course you're going to make it by yourself. Well, you came into this world by yourself. I want to like, give, <laughs> give a beautiful example to attach the masculinity. Anybody that's ever seen the movie 300, um, the guy was training with his dad and then his dad sends him out into the wild to go fight a wolf. Um, and he kills the wolf. So he was alone. No woman. He's in his masculinity, goes out there, kills wolf. Fast forward in the movie, the man's running Sparta, right? So he has a wife and he has a child at this time. So somebody, so right now he's in his hyper masculinity, right? He has a wife and everything. So then this guy, this other guy comes um, and says, well, hey, you know, you're going to have to get under our banner. You know, you need to fight with us, blah, blah, blah. So then his hyper-masculinity comes in because now this guy's threatening his city. He's he, he's pretty much asking them to get under their thumb of a, of a banner he doesn't want to get under. So his hyper-masculinity comes in because he pretty much tells the guy, you're going to enslave our women, kill the men, um, you know, do whatever with the children. So then his hyper-masculinity comes in, and then that's when he kicks the guy down the hole and says, well, this is Sparta. We're not doing that. So that's what I'm trying to say, that when a guy has the right woman in his life, his hyper-masculinity jumps in, and he and he literally wants to be the best provider, do the best things, be everything and everything for that woman. But even pre that, he should still be masculine. It's like a woman, before she meets a man, she should always be in her feminine. And then when she gets the guy that she really wants, it it just hyper. Yeah. Um, be, it's hyper be, yeah. be that, be that, be what you be what you want to bring to the relationship in the well, first place. I think a lot of times in that sense, women be what the guy wants them to be mm. in that sense. Like yes. she's, making, she's making him food, she's doing his laundry, she's doing all these things without him even having to ask because. She's trying to stand out from the rest. Yes, um, and I watched I watched the program um, the other day, and it's interesting to what we're speaking about right now because there was a couple that got together, and the woman had um, she had a child already, mm -hmm. um, and they so they decided they wanted to get married. Right, it was quite fast, whatever. Anyway, they get they decide to get married, and just be, like about a month before the wedding. Um, the man that is saying, I can't wait to have a family. I can't wait to have children. And she's, her face just went white. She's like, um, I don't want any more children. And he was like, what do you mean? That's a, that's, that's a podcast. We got to talk about that. And this is compromising here. Right. So, yeah. um, and he was like, what do you mean? And she's like, she's like, no, 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 no. I, I've had, I've got my child. And he says, yeah, but I don't have children. My life. I, all I want is I've created, um, he's a multimillionaire. He's got businesses. He's done How so How long were they together? So they were, I think, together maybe not even like three or four months. Okay. It, okay. it was like, you know, quite a short space of time, but they'd been working together for quite a while. So they got to know got each it. other, a lot of flirting going on, and then eventually they got together. 
and they just wanted to, they just knew they wanted to be together. So he was like, look, I just want to marry you. Like I'm ready. And so she was like, yes, whatever. They moved in. And um, so, yeah, he was just kind of, well, that's it. So he went to his friend who was, who's also getting married. And he said to his friend, that's it. I'm done. I'm walking away. And his friend said to him, no, 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 no. You don't make that decision that quickly. Don't make that decision straight away. Just hold your horses, hold on a bit. And he's like, well, what's the point? I'm not going to compromise on this. I want a family. And um, anyway, so he pulls, so his friend pulls in his woman and um, this guy's woman that he wants to marry is going to walk, walks in as well. And they said, right, let's have a discussion about it. And the best friend's woman had sat there and said, listen, at the end of the day, just because you've got one child, if you really love this guy, you want to have children with him. You want to build a family with him. And then anyway, it came out. The reason she didn't want to have children is because she was so scared that he would walk away from her mm. and then she would be by herself again. So mm. they had to, they, so the trust, it was a conversation. They ended up having a very deep conversation. And he said, listen, I'm promising you, this is, you have to be able to trust me. If we're coming into a marriage, this is all I want in my world. I want, I've built my businesses. I want a family. So if you can trust me and you can take my word for what I'm saying, I will not leave you. Doesn't matter how tough it gets. Did she, did, did, did she end up having the child? So now she's now turned around and said, yes, she will have a baby with him because she wants to not, not, and she's not, it's not because of fear. Now she trusts and she's let go and she's become vulnerable. Then yes, they're going but you forward. See, the only problem with that is they should have had that conversation beforehand. Yes. And that's what I said as well. And they should have sat down and, and figured out why she doesn't want to have children. Like, like yes. what is the, Thing yes. behind it because that's yes. the thing you never want to have to convince somebody to want what you want like if you're yeah. like yo i'm not budging on this yeah you shouldn't have to convince them to want it yeah but, but the, there the was a truth thing of, in her thing yes of she doesn't want to be alone raising two children yes and that's what it, it. that's what it came down to but, but she should have voiced that in the beginning the reason yes. why I, i'm skeptical about having children is because I don't want to be alone and be a single mother. Yes. Okay. I understand that. Then the guy can react to that and say, Hey, I'll do X, Y, Z to kind of ease that tension. Yes. And they done that after. And he's, and the the problem there was he assumed from the beginning, because she had a child, she would want more children. I would have never waited that long. I would have had the discussion off, like not like within a month or two, I would have understood where the person stands on these things. And we would have had a conversation about it. Yes. And I'm talking like getting down to the truth. Like, why don't you want to have kids? Why not? If they're just like, I just don't want to have kids. I'm okay. Done. That's it. And and hers wasn't that. Hers was, she wanted more children. But she just wanted yeah, to. She had a reasoning behind a reason, it. But whatever but it that been, reason is, if it's like, you know, whatever, not wanting to be alone, or if it's just they just don't want any, based off that decision, I'm either going to stay or leave. Yeah, absolutely. And this is where, like you just said, if you're going to force someone, 
then that's compromising in the wrong way because have if it comes like something as deep as having a child that's a woman carrying a baby and giving birth and there's lots of things that come with that your body change your hormones there's so much that comes with being pregnant so if somebody is trying to force a decision on you then and you compromise and say okay okay i'll have a baby like as if like yes i'll go and have an indian meal tonight like you know I'll try it out it's not it doesn't work you see their situation be... was interesting because you see she had a kid before yeah. so either she left or the guy left the guy left yeah yeah okay so the guy left but you see there was some form of trauma there yes you see what i'm saying and the trauma was never addressed yes literally Literally, but that's, that's why what it ended up coming down to. There was trauma. She was like, I don't want another child. All men are kind of the same. They're just going to jump ship. Yeah. And the, the guy at the, the new guy didn't know about the trauma. He knew no. she had a child. Yeah. But he, he, that's what I'm saying. Like therapy or, or, or getting some type of help is so important because you need to be able to address your traumas. Yes. If yes. you can't do that, then your relationships just don't flow, man. No. You know what? There's another thing that's um, something, that, uh, a program about dating. And it's amazing because the first, all the questions, I'd, I've been watching it just to really get that because it's, it's very um, organic in the sense of they meet up and they have a first date together and they've never met each other before. Someone else organizes it, a company organization organizes it. And it's so interesting because every single one of these people that sit down, Michael, all ask about past relationships. And I've, I haven't come across anybody who's healed yet. Like they all go well, into, oh, this happened, <clears throat> that happened, and it's so bad, and I don't like this. And, and It's interesting because everybody says, well, the past is the past. Well, no, the past was going to tell a lot about the present. The past is going gonna, is gonna to tell a lot about who you are in the present and what you've had to overcome. And so all I of them are not I'm not saying you need to dig into it extensively, but you need to understand the type of relationships they've had in the past. And, and most those, people don't address their those things. No, and the and what keeps them getting revealed is and what keeps them coming to the surface is when that question is asked and they go into the relationships, it's always trauma that they haven't dealt with. Or pain. Well, it, it, that's all I'm seeing. Like I'm waiting to find a, somebody comes to the table that is literally healed and ready and has accepted what's happened. But most of them, I'd say, well, I, I don't think I've come across one that uh, that has been healed. They've all come and that question's been asked and they either end up crying, they end up going to the toilets, they go to the cameras and say, this happened and that happened. Some type of brokenness that was never addressed. Um, yes, 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 yes. And the other person sitting in front of them feeling sorry for them. And it's like, well, that's just putting yourself there as a victim. <laughs> like, oh, this happened to me. <laughs> I mean, it's like, no, no, no. You need to heal from that, learn from that, grow from that and show up fresh and say, yes, like you said, you need to know what's happened in their past. Absolutely, because that's who's that's what's made them who they are today. But but sit with conviction, with knowing, with uh, with this sense of I can I'm 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 past that. I'm well, there's a reason why because you told an amazing story about that guy. If they would have had that conversation about her past and the guy just leaving, then he could have understood that there was trauma there. Because you yeah. see, at first, 
he was upset. Well, why don't you want to have children? Like he kind of felt like he was conned. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he felt like he was caught because he's like, wait, what? You don't want to have any more kids? Like, yo, like I'm wasting my time here. But if they would have had the conversation in the beginning and she would have said, look, you know, my baby daddy left. I was left to raise a child on my own. I'm a little scared and I'm a little skeptical about the next guy. There's trauma there. The trauma could have been addressed and then they could have moved forward happily. Um, which they did in the end, which was no, really which they nice. did in the end, but you see, like it, 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 that's a movie. <laughs> no, but that's what I'm saying. It could have been saved, yeah, from having to bring his best friend in, his yeah. best friend's girl in. If they yeah. would have sat down and had the conversation, just them two together. Yeah, absolutely. So, it was so yeah, it was so interesting to hear that, and um, yeah, so compromising. Uh, they're like we. I think we'll go back to you know say. There's compromising in, in the sub things, in the in small things. But when it comes down to your true values. And that's there's... what it comes down to, right? Like your, and again, I'm going to say at least one to five or five to 10 principles that you don't budge on. Don't. That, like, that you're like, no, like, no, like if this is not in here, we can't be together. Mm-hmm. And that's why we covered, yeah. And that's why we covered the Stefan thing because he says your relationship is going to fail if these nine things are not addressed and you're not on the same page or you know there's not a connection or whatever. Um, You know, even with the sexual stuff, same page. Now, when it comes to that, there can be some compromises. There can be, but it should never be on the heavy things. Yep. Like a healthy sex life three or four times a week or, you know, whatever it may be. Yep. So. No, um, I agree. I agree. And I think it's time for people to really stand in their truth on that. Um, Because so many people don't and they're so, they hide behind so much. And actually when you step into your true power, which is your knowing and and not compromising. And yes, it might take you a bit longer to find someone, but wouldn't you rather have that, take longer and be by yourself during that time where you grow, then jump into something that you're compromising on so many different aspects and then end up within a relationship that you've got to find ways to get out of, then actually taking that time. And maybe it's going to be an extra six months that you're going to be doing this, walking this earth as a, as a single person, but it doesn't matter. It well, doesn't matter. I want, to do, I want to do a topic called protecting your heart. I'm going to okay. add it to the list. Okay. And the reason why is because you're saying something very interesting. People want love, but they don't want to take the risk. Yes. That's, that's the thing. thing. Yeah. And I think, you know what? I think we should name it that. People want love, but they don't want to take the risk. They want the love. They want all that stuff, but they don't want to take the risk with that person. They want them. They want to be with them. They want all these things. But love is risky. Want love. But... I'm just going to write it down. Yeah. That's the thing you guys need to understand. Sometimes you get burned. Sometimes you don't. A vetting process limits the burned, but it doesn't mean you still won't get burned. Absolutely. But there's a lesser chance of you getting burned because, again, if you're not compromising on your top one to five or five to ten, 
you're walking away from people that aren't for you. They're going to yes. break your heart anyways. Yes, and That's they won't the break thing. your heart because you already know that it's, you're standing in your truth. Yeah, so they're going to break your heart anyways. So you Yeah, but Michael, when you're, people, when you're standing in your truth and you know and you're not taking the compromise, then you then you're less likely to have your heart broken because you know you're standing up for you, for your values, for yeah. what you... So you don't get into that emotional state. No, but it's don't. when you don't know that and you're walking into it and you're just allowing these things to happen that you get so emotional because you're not standing there to say to yourself, well, actually, I'm not compromising on this. Oh, yes, I will compromise on that. And I'm quite happy to do that. And I don't see a problem with that. But when you're not knowing that and you're going into something, you're going to get your heart broken more so because you're not actually, you're just allowing shit to happen, man. And and that's why I always say, and again, I'll, I'll say something is I never say your truth because truth is subjective. I say walking in certainty. Certainty okay. that you're not going to move on like those things because all your, and again, this is where it's, I'm not going to say dicey, but you also need to make sure that your compromises are reasonable. Mm. Because if you have like one to five or five to 10 things that you're not budging on, make them reasonable. Some mm -hmm. people have some outlandish ones. Mm. And they're keep and those are what's keeping them single. So let let's also be honest about that. They have to be reasonable. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't be like, well, and again, your standards are your standards. We're not here to tell you what not to have. But if you're like, well, I want a guy that's six foot something and makes six figures, yo, those are a small group of dudes. Mm. <laughs> Go hunting, my friends. Yeah, like that's a small <laughs> group of dudes. Like. So that's what I'm trying to say is you also have to be reasonable within your preferences. Yes. Yes. Because if you have some like outlandish ones, yo, they're never going to get met. Like if you're dating a girl and you're like, yo, we got to have sex like seven times, like seven, like every day, sex every day. It's like, no, like be reasonable. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. And that's why I wanted to add that in there because like, you know, we're telling people not to compromise and you need to sit down and figure out what yours are, but at least let them be reasonable at least. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, to, to end this podcast off is uh, the reason why I'm telling, the reason why I actually wanted to talk about this one so much is, um, is because you need to understand that if you date somebody you cannot change them into what you want them to be. Yes, Michael. Well, I'm so glad you said that. I'm making this statement because, again, we all know, well, maybe Anthea knows, but that Pastor Devon Franklin and Megan Good have, are getting a divorce. If you understand Devon's background, he grew up in the church. He's a man of faith. He's born and bred. He was. That's how he is. Megan's not really about that life. She believes in God. But like, you see, when he married her, it's like he tried to make her into a preacher's wife. Mm. And she wasn't about that. Look mm -mm. at some of the movie roles she's taken. Look at some of the things she's done. Look at how she kind of puts herself out there. You can tell 
that girl was not ready to be a preacher's wife. Mm. He tried to change her into one. Mm. The marriage lasted 10 years. But at some point, it just imploded. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm trying to tell you guys. You have your standards, as long as they're not outlandish. But don't ever compromise trying to change somebody into your standards. Mm -hmm. You might get them. Hypothetically, you might get them. They might be like, yes. But down the road, it's going to implode. It is going to implode. It's just yep. a matter of when. Yep. And we've all been there. I've been there. I've been there. been there. You say I've yes up front. Yep. You say yes up front. Yep. But then later on it implodes because you know that they weren't for you. You tried to change them. They tried to change you. It had a nice run. But then eventually you're like, I really don't want to be with them. Yeah. If you can't accept somebody, if you're looking at somebody and you want to change things about them, they're not for you. No. They're just not for you. The fact that you want to change stuff about them, like, first of all, look at it. Who are you to change somebody else? It's and exhausting. Think, and demand that they change in order for you to be in a relationship with them. Uh, well, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. And I'm sorry, but I'm going to put it in the blunt way possible. No, it's wrong. It's wrong to try and um, it is wrong, Michael. Because why would like uh, who made you into somebody who can turn around and say, "I demand you change so that I can be in a relationship with you"? No, actually, walk away and go and find someone who you can accept them for who they are. End of story. Well, I'm going to say something very interesting here before we end. I'm going to say it's the fruit salad effect. I know people are sitting there wondering, what the hell is that? When you try to change someone, let's say you go to a restaurant, right? And you and they bring you a fruit salad, right? We all know fruit salad has everything in it. But what you do is you only pick out the things you like. That's what you do when you're literally trying to change somebody. You're saying, I will take the blueberries. I'm going to take the pineapple. I'm going to take the apple. But you know what? I don't really like strawberries. I'm going to pick the strawberries out. I'm going to pick this out. I'm going to pick this out. Why wouldn't you just, when the chef comes to you, just say, hey, I don't like strawberries in my fruit salad. Sorry. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what you need to do when you're dating. Yeah. Don't date somebody and then just pick out the things that you like. Yeah. There's going to be things, there's going to be things that you don't like, that you don't like that they do. But when you're trying to change them, what you're doing is picking out what you don't like from the salad. Why would you order it anyways? Why and then would you hope it changes? changes. Exactly. And then, <laughs> um, but, whatever, we'll just go there. But hang on, it's, it's, go on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, 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 we'll go there. Then you complain that there's strawberries in the salad knowing you don't like strawberries. Yeah. At, or you're looking at the strawberries and wanting the strawberries to change into the blueberries. Exactly. And it's exactly. like, well, the strawberry is not going to change into a blueberry. It's, it's not going to happen. Exactly. So why would you expect a human being to change, to conform into something that you want them to be? Like the strawberry is not going to change. So the human no. not. And even if they try to, even if the strawberry tried to shovel around and tried to be, and you got a little bit of blueberry no. over it, so it looked like it's turning yeah. into a blueberry, 
it's not turned into a brewery. It's not because two things are going to happen. You're either the person's going to bring your fruit salad. You're not going to like the strawberries in it, or you're going to pick out, out the, the strawberries. Those are the yeah. two. And it's like, if you really want to enjoy it, just say, Hey, I don't like strawberries in my fruit salad. Can you not put them in there? Put everything else yeah. or no. just order something else. Yes. That's how you deal with dating. Not not yes. saying, oh, you know, I'll date this person, but I'll just pick at the little yes. things and I'll try to change the other things. No, no, no. We don't do that. Now, again, I'm going to go back because I know some people are going to pick our podcast apart. With Anthea's friend, it was different. Because you see how she was like, hey, if you're going to be with me, you can't dress like that. She didn't like what was in the salad, but she was he was susceptible to say, "Okay, I, I that I can do." Yeah, that I can do. That's just changing my style, but that has nothing to do with his character. Right. She wasn't trying to change his character. That's mm -hmm. the difference. That's why I wanted mm -hmm. to add that in because I know. Oh, you guys are talking about fruit salad and trying to change people. It's the coated. It's, on it's, top. it's it's more of the sense of are you trying to change their character? Mm -hmm. The actual person, yeah, the not actual the outside individual. Part. Yeah. Um, that I think is the most important. So that's the thing in life. Treat life like a menu. If you want certain specific things that are reasonable, ask the chef of life to bring you that. If it's not what you want, say no. That's not what I ordered. I want something else. Walk away. Don't say, yeah, yeah, chef, bring it to me. Oh, there's uh, strawberries in my fruit salad. I'm angry now. You accepted yeah. it. Yeah. You a... accepted it. It's like if you go to a restaurant and you tell them, and, and you don't say that you're allergic to peanuts, but then they bring you peanuts. You're so going to have a reaction. You're going to have a reaction. Yeah. So look. Guys, we went on for an hour. I know that we said 30, 40 minutes, but the topic was just so... It's good. Juicy. <laughs> juicy. Um, so we have tomorrow, uh, Friday's topic, which is going to be how to know if a guy likes you. He claims you. So you might want to tune in for that one because I know a lot of women are in situationships. They're at a weird standstill with a guy. We just want to cover all that up. So yes. you'll see us Friday. And uh, hopefully you took something away from this podcast. So yeah, we'll see you then and take care. Take care.